Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. I just want us to pray one prayer before we hear the word of God. Romans chapter 3 verse 17, it says that the way of peace they do not know. Proverbs 14 12 says there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of it is the way of destruction. I want us to pray. The Lord will guide, guide us the right way. That we will not go for the way that looks right but is actually wrong. In seeking our heart's desire from the Lord, pray that the way of peace he will show us. God's combination is different from our combination. God's way is not necessarily our way. Let's just turn to him and say, Father, please show me the right way. Guide me. Make my way to be straight and to be smooth before you. Let's pray that the Lord will order our steps in his word this afternoon. That the word that we shall hear will profit us. And that the Lord Jesus will be glorified in our lives. Let's begin to bring our prayers to a close. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Eternal Father, we come back to you this afternoon to say thank you, Father for all the wonderful things you have done for us. Most of the time, we are not as grateful as we ought to be. But before we ask anything again, we first of all want to say we appreciate all you've done for us. For the multitude of testimonies we had shared in the morning into the earlier afternoon, for the unshared testimonies that are in the house, we want to say thank you, Father. You are you alone deserve all the honor and glory. Receive our thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Lord, we pray that the breath of God will rest upon this place right now and that impact shall be given unto your word. As much as the preacher will speak, Holy Spirit, I ask that you will speak directly and your people will hear the voice of God. And we shall obey that which the Lord has planned for our own good in the name of Jesus. Take all the honor and glory, Father. In Jesus' most wonderful name we pray. Praise the Lord. Oh, can be a little bit more to our God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. We are still in the month of new songs. And I'm absolutely confident that the Lord who gives new songs will give you yours before this month ends in Jesus' name. But what, when I was praying and asking what the Lord will have us share this morning, I can only put it down to one thing, that there is one precondition or one particular thing the Lord will love to do in your life and my life that will make this new song to come to pass. And so that is what we will look into this afternoon. And I pray one more time that truly and indeed, this thing that we're going to talk about will be reality in your life from today forward in Jesus' name. 
Well, you are right if you don't say amen because you don't know what we want to talk about. But if you have enough trust and faith that whatever we're going to talk about shall benefit you. One more time I say it shall benefit you in Jesus' name. And you will move to a new level in Jesus' name. In Ezekiel chapter 48 verse 35. Ezekiel chapter 48 verse 35. He said, all the way around shall be 18,000 cubits. And the name of the city from that day shall be the Lord is there. Somebody say, the Lord is there. I would like to guess that somebody will know what that means actually in the original, in the original Hebrew language. Does anybody know what it means? The Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah. That's Jehovah Shammah. And so the title of the message shall simply be Jehovah Shammah. In actual fact, that was what the Lord spoke to my ear, and it took me some time to grasp it very well. And there we are. We will be talking about Jehovah Shammah. Like to say with me, Jehovah Shammah. And very soon, that will be a song that you will sing in your house constantly, that you will sing over this city, and it shall be a reality in the name of the Lord Jesus. The book of Ezekiel is one of the great prophetic books of the Bible that most of the time we don't give enough attention to. Um, I mean, it's one of those called major prophets. It prophesied over about 70 years during the time the children of Israel were in captivity. There are some intriguing and rousing things that are in the book of Ezekiel. For instance, the man started this prophecy in verse 1 of chapter 1. He says, when he was in Cheba, he stood in a place and the heaven was open over his head and he saw visions of God. What a way to start. I saw visions of God. I was standing by the river Cheba. There, the heavens were opened. And I saw visions of God. And he began to progress like that. And was talking about the errors of the children of Israel, the errors of Egypt, the errors of all the nations around. And he got to, I think, chapter 18. And he said, there shall be showers of blessings. He began to bless them in anticipation of what will happen. He moved on and got to chapter 34, 35, 36. And he was talking about the time when the gospel will be available and God will turn the heart of stone to the heart of flesh. And they moved on to the most popular chapter, possibly for many of us, chapter 37, where they talk about what? The value of dry bones. Where what seems dead and completely out will be raised up again and will become a mighty army. You moved on from chapter from 37 to 38, 39. I was talking about the Gog and Magog war. Talking about things that will happen in the last days. How nations will rise up against Israel. And God, because of his mighty power, will, deceive, will, will, will defeat them all and deliver his people. And he moved on towards the end, around that 45, 46, 48, started talking about the new heavens and the new earth. In actual fact, this book contains more eschatological details than possibly some of the passages in Revelation. It's a powerful book, and I know. So when he started with, I saw visions of God, and he ended with what? The Lord is there. What is the Lord telling us? I saw visions of God. And he began to prophesy, prophesy. In fact, in chapter 28, he told us most of the doctrines that we have in the church came from that book, Surprise, Surprise. In chapter 28, he was talking about the prophecy against the king of Tyre, who was a personification of Satan. And so that was the place he was talking about, oh, thou, you know, beautiful cherub, how you are falling down. So everything you knew about how Satan fell, how he was the precious singer in heaven, that was where we got it from. Powerful book. 
And so the conclusion of that book was simple. It says, the Lord is there. Jehovah Shammah. What does that tell me? I said, Lord, what are you saying unto us? Two things he's saying. Number one, the Lord is saying, when I ask him, I say, Lord, where are you? He said, I'm here. I said, I'm here. Number two, he says that you can cherish that presence to the extent that anywhere you go, you can carry that presence. And it's about time. In fact, there will be a, a, a paradigm shift, the way we do things, that I will go back to my home and begin to speak over it, Jehovah Shammah. I will go back to my street and begin to speak over my street and say what? Jehovah Shammah. The Lord is there. Hallelujah. The Lord is there. And of course, we ask ourselves a question. When God is there, what are the things that you will expect? When God is there, what are the things we expect? Number one, you expect glory and abiding presence. And there are two words used in the Old Testament that are very instructive about the presence of God. Somebody say presence of God. I know the difference between failure and success, between heaven and hell, is the presence of God. And God is everywhere. I know that. In actual fact, the main thing where heaven will be heaven is because it says that God is in the midst of it and we shall dwell in his presence all our days. So if I want to live on, in heaven on earth, one thing I need is what? Presence of God. That's all I need. So when that came to me, my, my, I mean, it, I'm still trying to digest that. But I said, Lord, but well, the Lord said, shush it there. Number one, when my son came, he did not come like any other one. He says, you shall call his name what? You shall call his name what? Emmanuel. Well, one of the names. Also, you shall call his name Emmanuel. Meaning what? You shall call him also Jesus because he will save his people from their sin. But the Old Testament prophecy about him was that, well, unto us a child is born, unto us a child is given, you know, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Marvelous. And earlier on, he talked about him being Emmanuel, God with us. I said, wow, that is profound, Lord. So all about Jesus is being with us. And then he moved on to tell me that if you look at the scripture, Jesus never joked with one thing. He kept telling the children, that the disciples that were following him, he said that in chapter 16, verse 14 of John, he said, the time is coming when I will send the Holy Spirit unto you who will abide with you. Presence of God. Oh, your presence one more time in your church. I've shared with you before. I've been in various, various circumstances in which the presence of God is so real. And that's why I will talk to you about those two words in the Old Testament. So real, you, could, you, could, if I, you can almost touch it with your hands. And I know that is what the cry of God is. One more time. It's not about the impression we make. It's about the impact we make. God says we use it to make impact. You know, it's very easy to put things together in the power of the flesh. As, I'm, as the more I go to serve the Lord, as the more I'm, I'm, I'm advancing in the work of the Lord, the more I rely less on what the words of man can do, but what the Spirit of the Lord can do. And believe you me, words or no words, God can still do many things. In fact, God does many things. One of these things, you begin to rely less on your words. There are many of you, you've got cases. And I'm not saying you should not press cases when you have to press cases. But trustless in your word. You're going for an interview, I beg you, trustless in what you will say. Prepare as much as you can. You've got a case in the court or with some governmental agencies or whatever. Trustless in your presentation. Trust in what the Spirit of the Lord can do. I'm talking about when the presence of God is there, it does not even need to move a finger. It does not need to do anything. Oh, I've seen him work before. Where I thought failure is certain. The Lord came from nowhere as it were. Of course, we know where he came from. Brethren, covet more than anything else the real thing. 
In Scotland, we call it the real McCoy. Yeah? There's the real thing more than just the externalities. Israel thought one day by just carrying the Ark of Covenant and dancing in front of it that they will have victory. They were so beaten, they ran back home. Many years back, one of my preachers preached, he called it the externality of religion. Externality of religion. Do you know that in this same city, I've heard it, you've heard it said before, and I, you know, I heard it before, that our churches are people we walk in front of them, that you will come under conviction of your sin just by walking in front of them. Just by walking. Why? Because the Lord is there. Because Jehovah Shammah dwells there. It's about time you enter into a room. If you, don't have, if you don't have a target, you will hit nothing. Because this Christian journey is just whatever they say, where well, that's what they say this Sunday. And you don't come, grab one of those things they say Sunday after Sunday. They say Wednesday after Wednesday, wherever meeting you attend. And you say, you know what, I will run with this one. I will make a difference. I've set my face. I said, Lord, the time must be before I see you in glory. Grant me one thing. Let your presence be so tangible in my life that just without lifting a voice, if only just for once, do awesome thing through my life. Just for people to know that God indwells there. And that doesn't mean to be for a preacher. It can be for everybody. It can be for everybody. Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. When God is there, two things, two words the Bible uses in the Old Testament. Number one, the, one word, the first word is called kabod. Kabod simply does not. Right, the typical word which we translate glory, the typical word for glory is tiberate or something like that. But kabod actually means heaviness, and that describes what the presence of God is. He said when he was talking in um, 1 Samuel chapter 3, is it chapter 4, and when he said the glory has departed from Israel, high kabod, he was talking about, you know, that is the, the Israel that used to be substantial, that used to have substance. They used to enter into a place and people with, th- with, with, with fear. You know, some people, they call them lightweight. You know, they can, they can throw their weight around, but you know, they are lightweight. They can't influence anything. You, you've, you must have met braggarts before in your life. People that can boast a lot. But by the time you put them to a little test, you know, you see, this one doesn't carry weight. You know, uh, there's this bad story about a particular politician um, in far away Nigeria. You know, they do a lot of evil, diabolical things amongst themselves. And um, it happened that, you know, one of them killed another one, supposedly, uh, in a diabolic means. And so everybody was up in arms. And they were saying, ah, you know, what happened? That, um, you know, this man was just killed like that. And, uh, and the people were accusing you. were telling the, many, the other politician, they were accusing you that you killed this man. The man said, ah, I thought the man was stronger than that. That just a little movement, he just died. Let them know that I've carried weight. Let them know. Let, 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 the, let the world know that the church carries weight. That we are not lightweight. And that is the cupboard of God. And that comes with the presence of God. The other word used is called Shekinah. In actual fact, you won't find the word Shekinah like that in the Old Testament. You will find the word Shekan, which means meaning to brood over. And usually they use it for hen, when hen is brooding over. That's why I'm asking Lord to brood over this place. To brood over here. You know, when you know what works, you get to a point in which we insist on having what works again. 
And I've seen that work many times. I've seen people walk through that door without anybody preaching to them. Two, three of them. They just broke down crying. They said they felt the presence here. Where is the presence of God? Where is the presence? We pressing hard and harder every day. And that presence does not need to be within the four walls of a church. That presence can be in your own home. That presence can be around your own desk at work. That presence can be behind the place that you are driving a vehicle or whatever you are doing. Jehovah Shammah is still Jehovah Shammah. And we need to put our hands into his hand so that he may lead us to the place he wants to lead us in Jesus' name. And so, when God happens to be in a place, glory and abiding presence will be there. Number two, he will influence things in the place. Somebody puts it nightly. He said, if God is there, it's impossible for nothing to happen. Brethren, I'm desperate more for God. I don't know about you. I just want God. And, and he's here already. Amen? Oh, he's here. But I'm just wondering if you will avail yourself of that presence. In verse 17 of Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Now it happened. On a certain day, as he was teaching, there were Pharisees and teachers of the Lord sitting by, who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judea, and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord, wow, was present to heal. All I needed is to just, before completing that sentence, and the power of the Lord was present. That's all I need. The conclusion is taken. Is, uh, is, is, is assumed. I mean, it's settled. Once you hear, and the presence of the Lord, and the Lord was present. If you can say that, and you can believe that in faith, and the Lord is present here, I know that the end of that statement should be, he heals, he saved, he delivers, he encourages, he gives hope for tomorrow. But the most important thing is, the Lord is present. That's all. Once I can get him to be present, God is everywhere but does not manifest his presence everywhere. He could be a distant observer, but he can come into a place and make his weight to be known and make his presence to be known. That's what we are talking about. Jehovah Shammah. God is there. God is there. And my confidence is that just as you are hearing this word this morning, the presence of the Lord moving in this place will begin to affect situations. Yeah. The presence of the Lord in this room will begin to change destinies. Yeah. What looks a dead end will be revived again. Yeah. Where God is, there is no power that can resist what he wants to do. We struggle because the manifest presence of God is not there. The word is manifest presence. Manifest presence. So what is your duty when God is there? What's your duty? I've struggled so hard. Not struggled, but I, I've tried. You know, when, when you understand something to communicate it, to, for people to know that this is a matter of life and death, that I just have, I, I need the presence of God. Uh, we would look for another lesson, possibly. How can I invite the presence of God? But I can assure you, God says, number one is here today. Ah, he's here. 
All right. So how you can invite his presence to your home and in an abiding manner, hope to talk about it. But now that he's here, the first thing I want us to deal with is that how should I react when God is present? Amen. What do I do? After all, you go to a place and, you, and, and I know how we respond unto human celebrities, either political celebrities, royal celebrities, music celebrities. I've shared with you before how human beings, you know, they have their you know, issues top side up, upside down. I say this with every sense of humility. I shared that with you before. I was on an aircraft, was traveling internally within the United Kingdom. I think I was going to London. And I was on a plane with one of the comedian, you know, Scottish comedian, you know, well-known. Forgot his name. He has a little bit of a goatee like this. And um, I saw him from a distance because I've seen him on the television before. And we had one of those days, you know, I, I just sat on the plane. I think I was going for a program and, you know, spent most of the time praying and whatever. So when we just were about to, you know, disembank the aircraft, um, there was a little child just you know, was trying to come into my direction or whatever. I was just trying to say hello to the child, you know, in an unobstructive manner, you know, we know we're disembarking. And just from nowhere, the parent of the child just pushed the child, or not push really, but snatched the child, dragged the child so that they could just quickly go and say hello to this celebrity. And I was wondering, is he that know it? <laughs> If, peradventure, you just have a nickling, that by the special grace of God, if I say, child, be blessed, I'm sure some blessing will drop upon you. Now, rushing after the celebrity that you are rushing for. And many of you inside this house, of course, when the celebrity comes in here, you probably run after him, rather than run to this altar. Hallelujah. I like to see many heads shaking and saying, for what? I've been in a room before. Somebody was wondering that. I was telling the person, I said, I, was, this, I used to have this, a lot of this trip between Aberdeen and, in, and London before. And regularly, the former, um, uh, the former chancellor of the Exchequer who became the prime minister, you know you're from Aberdeen Shire here. You know, we traveled together. And it was just a few seats ahead of me. And... Um, so I was telling someone, I said, ah, blah, blah, blah. But I said, the man was from our area. I said, I remember we used to travel. And a very, very decent man. I mean, when he travels, he doesn't travel with any retinue. He will carry, uh, I need to watch what I say here. He will carry his own bag himself and his wife with him. And, you know, very hardworking man. Big, big, portfolio. You know, they are all files and whatever. I hope they don't carry files like that anymore with iPads and things. Anyway, he will walk down and just walk past us. I know many people, you know, but... Just said. So people, someone was asking me, so you were sitting that close to Gordon Brown? I said, yes, I was. Hey, I said so. <laughs> so if God is here, how will you react? I've told you how we react when politicians are there. I told you how we react when celebrities are there. Now you know God is here. What are you doing now? Tell me. How are you feeling now? Because on that same plane, because I didn't react in a particular way, I got no contact with the man. He did not influence me. God can be here. If you don't react in the right way, there will be no contact. They took me to the airport one of the days as well. When I was traveling here, it was Chris Eubank, that one. And many, many of them. I got tons and tons of stories. 
And Chris Huber with his uh, stick and everything was at the airport. And you see commotion everywhere. People trying to sign. In actual fact, I think the, this one was a little bit younger at that time. And it was just nice to meet, uh, you know, what do you call him now? Chris Eubank and the rest of that. Now, God is here. Is something shaking here? Is somebody making a move here? Or is it just taking for granted? Is this just a religious gathering? Or is this coming to the presence of the living God? If it's just a religious gathering, I think we can do better with our times. But we have come to meet with the Lord. And that was the difference in the men of old. They knew whenever they come into the presence of God that they will never go back the same. When God is there, how will you react? How will you react? How will you react? Number one, and I think you can suggest all these answers very quickly. You must acknowledge his presence. As Ruben was telling us this morning, and please don't be under any bondage concerning what I want to say now. But it's a very, very, very poignant. He said, please let us settle down so that we can start the service. You can do greetings later. And it's good to do greetings. But do you know there should be some element of awe when we come really to the presence of God? Do you know there should be some element of, you know, calmness? Of course, when, you know, we may not see him, but God is real. If the God we are serving is not real, it's totally pointless. He's here. One of our pastors, he, he, he dislikes that very strongly. Now, how can you be in presence of God and be chewing gum? <laughs> And you can pick the example. Now, what I'm simply saying is not to give you rules of how to behave before God, but acknowledge God is there. Do you know many of us, we have, have learned that, that things I will not do if, I'm, if I were to meet the queen, unless God is not real, I will not do it in his presence. I will not behave in that way. I will not, yes, in spirit, and we must relate to him in spirit, and our bodies sometimes may be disjointed or disconnected from our spirit, but must acknowledge that he's there. In Proverbs chapter 3, start from verse 5 for me, please. Proverbs 3, verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your, in all your ways, in all your ways, oh, I'm not here. In all your ways, and we just prayed. It wasn't part of the program at all. When the Lord dropped that in my heart, that people are making wrong turns and not taking the way of peace. You know, the way of peace is whatever you do, rather than lead to chaos, leads to peace, leads to rest of mind. In all your ways, and he shall direct your path. And therefore, you will take the right way. Number one, acknowledge him. How do you acknowledge? Take notice. You know, some people, you, you see people walking, we stand at attention. When we come before God, stand at attention. Is God here this afternoon? Is God here? Give him the honor due to him. Watch the thoughts of our hearts. Number two, because of our time, avoid, avail yourself of all he has for you. Praise the Lord. Do what? Avail yourself of all that God what has for you. 
There are so many spiritual blessings untapped around. So many. On a typical Sunday like this, God distributes gifts unto people. I, I get worried, brothers and sisters, that we chase too much of, Lord, money, Lord, house, Lord, food. Whereas, if you have the spiritual blessings, all these things will fall in place. Let, if you don't know any one Bible verse, know Matthew 6.33. Seek ye first, you should be able to finish with me, majority of us, and and That is, if I have two hours to pray, I will spend 90 minutes solid between worship and asking for spiritual blessing. And got nothing to do with whether you are a preacher, you are an evangelist. It's just that the source of our breakthrough is in being spiritually blessed. My concern most of the time is what we call spiritual blessing most of the time, that makes us think that we don't need to seek it anymore. They are actually not the core of spiritual blessing. If it had been a teaching session, I probably would ask you questions. What will you call spiritual blessings? What are the things that we should seek in our place of prayer so that the hand of the Lord will be mighty upon us? I believe number one set of things we should seek are the fruit of the Spirit. Those inequality that make you immediately attractive unto the powers in heaven. Patience. Lord, I need help. Make me more patient. Death of anger. Lord, I get angry. I was talking to a brother just yesterday and, you know, we were just sharing a few things along, along some other things and and I, I related an example unto him. One time, somebody wrote a letter to me. It was an email. And the email was very, very cutting. It was very, very costly and everything. It was so bad that I didn't show my wife for many days. And then, in the course of our conversation, rightly, the brother was suggesting that most probably, <laughs> there's no way one will receive, I didn't tell you the details, you will receive such an email that something within you will not want to be bitter or unforgiving. I said, you got the point. I said, for the first five days when I received that email, I had no other prayer. Lord, please don't let me be bitter. Lord, please take this vile away. Your word has said that let, let there be no root of bitterness whereby many are spoiled. Lord, take this bitterness. I, I didn't even care about what the person has written. That's by the way. Usually such emails, I don't read them twice. Such letters, I don't read them twice. And I was praying. I said, Lord, now if I've been bitter, only God knows where I will be now. And respectfully said, brethren, respectfully said, some of the things we carry they are because of bitterness that is eating away. They are because of a forgiveness that we are carrying. So every wise person will go to that cross and say, Lord, purge me. I know of an elderly woman through her life. She had problems with her husband. I never forgive. And believe you me, forgiveness might not be easy. The only way you can rise above such things, I'm talking about spiritual things that you pray for when you come to church. That's the place you get cleansed. Lord, take it away. Take it away. And the thing we bite you again, shout, Lord, help me. 
Lord, help me. This thing wants to sink me, but I want to sink. I can't get this monkey off my back. Take it away, oh God. Those are the spiritual blessings we're talking about. What other spiritual blessing do we talk about? You talk that God make me to be a person of peace. Some of us, we are fighters. And we don't fight the right thing. Who should you fight? We love fight. I will never take that one. Ah. Even before everyone, for your own good, better take a lot of nonsense. If people, th- if people call you a fool, when you know you are not a fool, for your own sake. So you come to church, you find that you are always on edge. Before they say anything to you, you flash out. Cry out to God, Lord, take this away. Give me the way of peace. Why are others just calm like this? Why can't I be calm? Some people, that might be for different reasons. Their legs are always shaking. And so if your leg is shaking now, I know you are holding it tight. You know, not for any neurologi- neurological problem, but just, we just can't keep calm. That's the things that I'm talking about you pray for. That your mouth will be circumcised. You know how much trouble your mouth has caused you. But anytime we come into church, let us pray. Father, Lord, open this door, open that door. The only door that I find it where I say, door is church, you will be short, sir. Because all these dinner are open, 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 open. I think you should pray more. Lord, close this door. Set a watch over my lips, oh God. Psalm 143. And keep watch over the gates of my mouth. Brethren, where we are going is very far. And it's glorious. When he's talking of new song, that is, there will be a total paradigm change. There will be a total, total, not partial. Everything about me will change. Everything, everything. Because many we mention new song, I know, and rightly so. Because our fat need, they always stare us in the face first. And we sell new songs. New songs are all the obvious challenges that we have. Yes, God, we solve them. But brethren, those will be a vicious cycle. Today, they come back. Tomorrow, they go. But the one that lasts last forever is the internal change the Lord does in you. Avail yourself of all that God can offer you. I want to be different from who I used to be. I believe some of you are already there. You don't need any changes anymore. I mean, I'm very upfront about being patient. And sometimes, you know, I do a bit of self-disclosure. I've shared with you little things. But I, because I know I know where I'm going. My patience might be, I can be patient on that suffering. I pass that one. I can be patient, um, you know, that tribulation. Yeah, by the special grace of God, he's not allowed anything that is beyond me to come my way. All glory to his name. But I'm yet to be a little bit more patient in driving. Because I know that can roll me back. Ah. I mean, one of the days, one woman was just driving like that. I, before I knew it, I, before I almost turned to cut in front of her, I just calmed down and I said, you are not who you used to be. You are not who you used to be. He said, if you say you have compassion and love for people, and I shared that with you before, have you checked why she should be driving that way? Is she ill? Is she going to the hospital? She, could she be going through some serious challenges? Could she be elderly and just couldn't move around on her home, but she just has to get behind her steering? And she just passed, just as she well. When I first just passed, I can't remember when I first passed. That's the worst word. So when I come to church, you are praying your own. I say, Lord, 
we still have unfinished work in patience. What are you praying about? Are you availing yourself of all that God has to offer? Number one, when you know God is there, what should you first do, brothers and sisters? Number two, and it does not end with the fruit. God wants to release his power to the church. Prophetic utterances. When you will speak and people will respect and know that the word of God has come out from your mouth. You know, how nice will it be that you get to work on Monday and God has shown you overnight all this evangelism that we're saying is hard, people are not believing. You go to work on Monday and the boss that has been troubling you, actually, the previous night, I've just, for the first time ever, had an out-of-marriage relationship and had maybe a fling or, you know, went overboard and all these silly things or whatever. And the man was taken with guilt, even though I'm not born again, but because there's conscience in every person. And the man felt so bad because he knew. You know, all the suicide are taking place after Ashley Madison thing. And many people are involved in many things. It was only God that delivers. And nobody's above temptation. I hope you know that. You are old enough to know that. You are all adults. <laughs> and you got to work on Monday. And you just told this guy, so taken with guilt. And was probably thinking, Lord, why should I do this? He probably wouldn't say, Lord, just, you know. I just told the guy. And nobody knew. He just told the guy. And I said, hey, man. You don't need to worry too much about what you did yesterday. I believe that sir or Jane or John, whatever his name is, if during break time you allow us to have a little bit of prayer together, such a thing will not repeat itself again. And you will know freedom. In actual fact, your fear that you have caught something is unfounded. Tell me whether that man will wait till break time. And that's the end of work until the matter is sorted. The man will say, let's go across to Starbucks or wherever. Let's go and have a coffee there. Really, will it be that such will not break down and yield the life to Christ? But does anybody pray for that anymore? But I think most of our prayer is, that, Lord, that man is the mountain before me moving. <laughs> I mean, after God has used you to sort this man out, I mean, the one's name might be on the next uh, list or whatever, but he will try for his own good, unless he's going himself. At least he knows that he's not just got a technical person around, he's got a spiritual person around. So he's getting two for the price of one. And you can expand that. What I've learned to do through my Christian life is that I dream big. I, I, I imagine what God can use me to do. Many, we don't, we don't give room to that anymore. But God wants that to change today. And it does not need to be that. God can provide money for you. Usually that is the one with the loudest amen. That you can build orphanages and whatever. And those, usually those that say the loudest amen, usually when God provides them one million, if 100,000 goes to orphanage, heavens will be dancing. Because we pray prayers like that before. Many years ago, God spoke to me. Maybe why some of you have not become. is because you've not sorted that out. He said he will raise 12 millionaires from amongst you. I'm not talking of million naira. I'm talking of real pants. If it's not manifested, maybe you've not gone back to draw the list of what we do with it. The bulk of it going to please God. And so you can, there's room for so much that we can ask from God. And it's more than willing and ready to bless us. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. All right. Are you still getting something? Finally, so, you know, what you should do when you are where God is here. Is God here? Aha. Uh-huh. Have you started asking something from him? Okay, just three people. All right. Hopefully, by the time I give the last one, others will be asking. Allow him to do whatever he wills with you. That is the hardest. What did I say, brothers and sisters? Allow him to do... Uh-huh. Somebody puts ever there. This will put ever there which, which is more poignant. Whatever what he wills to do with you. Easier said than done. Oh, easier said and done. Especially in the initial phases. Everybody will promise God, uh, when that go through the fire, I will go. I will follow Jesus all the way. It's only when your comfort is disturbed that we know whether you will follow him. People are crossing from Syria into part of Europe to Hungary in a way to the Western Europe. And paradventure, you may not say so. And maybe he's told somebody already. Maybe you are in between jobs now. He said, the little savings you have, use it and go travel to that place and minister to them. We know what we normally say to such things. Get they behind me. God always looks for submitted people. Mm. Once you can submit, once you can get to that point, you are yielded, and you say, God, do whatever you like with me. You'll be surprised what beauty will make out of you. But when God is there, that should be your constant talk with him. Lord, what are you doing with me? Where are you taking me? And without any single doubt in my heart, I'm absolutely convinced The Spirit of the Lord will advance each and every one of us to the place he has planned for us in Jesus' name. On a day like this, we should be given time to pray. You agree with me? We should be given time to talk to God. And I will try and leave a few moments for us uninterrupted. First of all, to ponder over how glorious it is when God, when Jehovah Shammah is your song. When you know God is there. When you open your front door in your house, you come in, you know God is here. Anybody that says otherwise, they they must be joking. You walk through that door on a Sunday or whatever day of the way, you know, I know God is here. In fact, you look at your own life, you know you are a carrier of the presence of God. And then, all that we have worried about all the things that have made us to feel as if, you know, our life hangs on what it does not hang upon, we begin to evaporate. Is God here? Is Jehovah Shammah the language and the word that we are speaking over this place? And so shall it be in the name of Jesus. I'd like to rise up with me and let us pray. God is there. God is there. Just like you to thank God that is our present help in time of trouble.
the God of heaven and earth has lovingly and kindly decided to live amongst men. We may not see him, but he's here. God is here. Thank you, Jesus. in this sanctuary now. Avail yourself of everything that he has to offer. Don't remain the same. Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. When on others thou art calling, Self of and cry to him. We've mentioned various areas in which we need his touch. In the fruit of the Spirit, in the gift of the Spirit, and you can be sure all the other things shall be added unto you. Jehovah Shammah. Yahweh is here. That is our new song. That is our new song. God is here. Lord, as you are here, show yourself in every department of my life. Cry unto him. Pray your own prayer. And I stand in the name of Jesus to assure you 
that if you tap into the most precious of all the blessings that he has to offer, then every other thing shall fall in place for you. Just have a few more moments to cry unto God. Oh Lord, you are undergoing severe temptation at this time. Cry out and say, Lord, deliver me from this temptation. Let it not crush or destroy me. Set me free, O God. Invite his presence anew over your life. He said, and the power of the Lord was present to heal. And that's why I know healing will take place here today if you will touch the hem of his garment. If you will just stretch out, emotional healing will take place. The many pains you have carried through the years, the Lord will resolve them for you. But you just need to stretch and touch him this afternoon. All the delays and all the obstacles that have faced your life, they will begin to tumble and fall before you because God is here. Jehovah Shammah is here. Draw from him right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. Blessed be the name of the Lord our God. Pray that you will not stray out of his holy presence, that all our days, Lord, we will remain in your presence. You will not go away empty and dead. Lord, I need your presence in my life. Lord, I need your presence in my home more than ever before. Jehovah Shammah, that's your name over this local congregation. God of heaven and earth, without your presence, we are done for. Oh God, oh God, brood over us. Tabernacle over our potential will never become real unless you brood over us. As a head broods over the egg, oh God, all the potential in my life will remain dormant unless your spirit broods over me. Chaos will not disappear unless your spirit broods, oh God. Shakan, oh God, over us, so that the Shekinah will be manifest. Dwell, stay there, don't lift, oh God. Let the cloud of your presence be in us, O oh God, and over our lives. Hear our cry this afternoon, O oh God. Hear our cry, O oh God. O oh God of heaven and earth. This morning, very profound hymn we sang. And we, it was, you know, re-emphasized for us. The time is coming when we don't need to pray. But for now, we will pray. Give you another minute or so to see pray. Don't be distracted. Don't expect. It's a prayer. I'm praying for myself. Please pray it for yourself. Lord, rest over my life. Tabernacle over me. So that I may have substance and weight. I will not be paperweight anymore. Tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine and every slate of men.
go to this new week, let there be tangible evidence for all to know and see that God is with us. And let all the honor and glory be returned back to you. We give you all the honor and praise, Father. 
I ask, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus. The Bible tells us in Luke chapter 5, verse 19. It says, and many people were there, the Pharisees, the elders, the Jews, and many people from Judea. He said, and the Lord was present. Lord, you are present today. Heal in the name of Jesus. Deliver from bondage in the name of Jesus. Set free in the name of the Lord Jesus. Get involved in all our affairs in the name of the Lord Jesus. Relief to that man, relief to that woman from every oppression of the enemy in the name of the Lord Jesus. Set our feet on high, O God. Shame the liar in our lives. Father, may I ask you something special? That this word that you have sent unto us about the abiding presence of God. Lord, as we go into the rest of today and the rest of this week, do not let this word depart from our hearts in the name of Jesus. Make it new every day. Make it new moment by moment. And let our new song be Jehovah Shammah. Hallelujah to your name. To you, our God, be the honor and glory. Jesus' most wonderful name we pray. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for Jesus. And please sit down very briefly.